Pokemon is the largest selling multimedia franchise in history. But what's the most important genre? Anime? TCG? Video games? Let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Leaders Podcast, where we talk all things Pokemon. Normally, I say Pokemon TCG, but we're getting into all kinds of stuff in this episode. I'm Travis with TCG Funhouse. And I'm ASX with ASX TCG, ready to talk about kind of all things Pokemon today. That's right, guys. It's uh, it's going to be a fun episode because ASX and I were just sitting down kind of thinking, um, you know, like what makes Pokemon Pokemon, right? And the big three for the multimedia franchise really is the trading card games, the anime, and I'll throw like the movies in with the anime too, like the anime movies and Detective Pikachu and all, like I'll throw all that in one. Um, and then the video games, right? Kind of like where it all started with Red and Blue and then the big, huge resurgence with Pokemon Go. Um, we're going to be talking about all that stuff today, but ASX, I got to know, like, what was the most important one for you? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, for me, It's it really is, um, you know, between the anime and the video games. But if I had to pick one, I probably would say the video games. Um, talking all the way back to, you know, your Game Boy Colors. Yes. Uh, you know, Pokemon Red and Blue. What color was um, your Game Boy Color? Uh, lime Green. Lime Green. Everybody had the Lime Green one. Everybody <laughs> had the freaking, that's the same one that I had, bro. I'm telling you. Nice. I'm telling nice, you. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, lime Green all the way. Um, but yeah, I would, I would have to say probably the games because I just remember like, hours and hours and hours of playing pokemon uh i actually had i didn't have blue i had pokemon red um and then i did Me have too. yellow once it came out and Me too. <laughs> um yeah and then also had uh gotten um silver and gold as well Ooh, you were you were all in at that point oh i was all in i i loved those games just uh you know, everything about it the kind of you know the style of the game it seemed really new you know i felt like i didn't really have those those types of games before or at least you know i really hadn't found any of those types of games before um so yeah i just have a lot of a lot of great memories um a lot of late nights that i you know was probably past my bedtime uh underneath on the you. sheets with the uh you know that little light that came out and just hung over the over the top <laughs> so we could see because those screens weren't lit back then that's right it's uh, terrible just, oh man really feel like i'm dating myself kids now, nowadays but... they don't understand the struggles we went <laughs> through to play pokemon those red and blue screens <laughs> Oh, like you man, were saying man. the other day, playing in the car, waiting for those streetlights to go by so exactly, I can see which button I'm exactly. clicking. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I'd have to say, you know, most influential, I'd, I'd probably have to say those games. Yeah, it's definitely where I got my start, too. Um, before I knew anything about Pokemon anime or Pokemon TCG, it was all about uh, my lime green, lame, lame boy, Game Boy Color <laughs> With uh, with Pokemon Red is definitely where it started, and then Pokemon Yellow, of course, you got to get the Pikachu version. Oh yeah. Um, and then yeah, say say I only got you know I wasn't I wasn't uh you know super deep like you were, man. I only ended up getting silver. Um, you know I didn't get both. You know my parents were like, dude, you really need two of those. I was kind of like, yes. They were like, no, you don't. I was like, fine. Um, but yeah, so I remember playing Pokemon. You know I probably played Pokemon Yellow the most, honestly. Um, yeah. like red was my I first one. It just, for some reason, just something about the yellow version, you know, that was just, it felt I don't like know. the anime. 
Yeah, felt like the anime, right? Yeah, you got so, Pikachu yep. following yep. you around, and the and all the starters. So it was it was a lot yeah. better than just being you know pigeonholed into the one. Let's let's be honest, it was Charmander. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, my very first Pokemon was actually Bulbasaur, though. Believe it or not, like it was before I, before I knew anything about anything. I just yeah. I picked Bulbasaur and I went with Bulbasaur. So. Um, I did as well, but yeah. So it, it always seemed easiest to beat Brock with Bulbasaur. It, and I don't it know is. why. Like I felt like that was like the biggest hurdle of the game for me. Like yep. once I passed Brock, like I was good. Yeah. I needed Bulbasaur te- to do it. Te- te- <laughs> technically, Squirtle I think is the best because it's good against Brock and uh, Lieutenant Surge. Um, so really, it's strong against like you know the first the first. No, no, Misty's number two, isn't it? Misty's the second yeah. the gym trainer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess Bulbasaur is because I guess it's grass versus water at that point. Man, listen to me. Listen to me. It's been so long, man. It's been 20 I years. <sighs> I know. I wish I could Insane. dust it off. I actually got silver. It's the only thing back in my collection somewhere back here, but it's the only thing that's made it from my childhood. From your childhood? Collection. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't have anything, bro. At least you got something. Oh, At least man. you got something. But, um, but yeah, so that's definitely where I started. And what I'll say is the video game seems to be, like, the one thing that keeps hooking me. Um, but yeah. the TCG is really the thing that I've been more, like, you know, in the deepest with. As much as I enjoy the video yeah. games, and as much as the video games hook me in, that I haven't been as deep in any of that stuff as I've been in the TCG. Um, yeah. Just for collectability reasons. I'm a collector, I'm a finisher, you know, I'm a hoarder. Um, don't look at my background, it does not prove <laughs> my point, I promise. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, you know, the video games, uh, hooked me in and then I got into the TCG and then I was all into the TCG and yeah. what really got me back in like was Pokemon go, you know, playing Pokemon go yeah. in, in 2016, um, with my family, with Brady, my older son. And, you know, believe it or not, even my wife, you know, was yep, my girlfriend at the time, uh, was <laughs> into it. Um, yeah. and I never thought she'd ever be into any video game ever, ever. Right. And I think that's what was special about Pokemon go. Um, is the fact that people who didn't really know or care about Pokemon still played Pokemon Go. I mean, there was 60-year-old yeah. men playing Pokemon Go, and, and you go down to the park and surrounded by all this different diversity and ethnicities and age groups playing Pokemon Go, and you're just like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Yeah, um, really it, really, cool it really swept the nation. Um, and, of course, that's what got me back interested in, you know, going to check out the grocery line, being like, let's just go ahead and grab one or two of these packs while yeah. we're here. Just, you know, for Brady, you know. <laughs> for Brady. Yeah. For kids. Um, and then next thing you know, I have a Pokemon TCG YouTube channel. But, anyway. Um, exactly. The anime was probably the least for me. I did enjoy, okay. you know, the good Indigo League back in the days. Um, yeah. I remember I used to, so, like, we had a sofa bed, and... You know, I always used to roll out the sofa bed when I was like 13 years old, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, even though it was, you know, midday after school. I just thought rolling the bed out was amazing. And I would sit there and watch Indigo League for hours and hours and hours, you know. But I haven't really gotten into any of the movies. I haven't really gotten into any of the later series, seasons, you know. I'll try to put them on nowadays, and I just, I just, I don't really. I wish they were a little more grown up than they are. I get that's not yeah. the point of them, but I could go right. for a little more mature anime from Pokemon. Um, so that's kind of my order of operation for you. When did you get into the TCG, like like deep? Yeah, yeah. So I was into the TCG early on. You know, I had you know a, a nice little base set collection and everything like that through 
probably the last couple sets I remember opening was like probably early on in the Neo era, like Neo Genesis and stuff. Um, But when I really got heavily back into it, you know, was was, you know, in 2020, you know, when the pandemic hit, I realized everything. I think, you know, I've talked about this before here on the on the podcast, but, um, you know, saw Leonhardt, saw Nate kind of got you know, drawn back into it that way, much like yourself, you know, saw those check lane blisters or was like, got to grab one or two, no big deal. Check the card section, you know, see like, you know, I've not looked at that in like 20 years. Let's see (laughs) if there's any Pokemon there. And at the time had no clue what I was looking at. And I wish I did because there were so many great sets from like the XY and Sun and Moon era that we didn't know it was coming though. We really didn't know. That's true. That's true. But like so much like shining legends, like so much shining legends I could have picked up. Hidden face. Uh, and did not, because I just, you know, I didn't know, and it wasn't the new shiny thing with the, you know, it, Sword and Shield era just came out, so it wasn't the new shiny V cards or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, Team but up. definitely got heavily involved more recently here. For so, sure. The TCG is what got you back. It wasn't, there was no segues, there was no Pokemon Go, there uh-huh. was no uh, well, Detective Pikachu was, movie or. <laughs> sure, sure. So, yeah, th- there was Pokemon Go. I, I can't say that I got like super, super heavy into it. Right. Um, you know, I, I still do play here and there. Um, you know, log in, catch a couple Pokemon, log out. Um, and yeah, I've definitely seen Detective Pikachu, you know, loved that. But I wouldn't say those things were what drew me back in. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of, uh, you know, a combination of I had the time. Um, I wasn't going anywhere because, you know, it was the beginning of, of everything that was going on. True, um, true. You know, so I just had that all that extra time and just got on YouTube and was like, yeah, I still like Pokemon. Let's see what they do. It's, I didn't even know that people like opened Pokemon cards on YouTube or anything like that. <laughs> I just searched like Pokemon cards and, you know, of, of course, the big like, you know, five kind of pop up there for the mm-hmm. videos and just kind of got into it watching those. Yeah. Just got really interested because, you know, I saw people my age, you know, excited and interested about it. And I was like, you know, I, I can... It is, it is here, definitely excited and interested about it. It's definitely strange that, you know, it's okay for 30 year old men to like Pokemon now. I'm just saying it's, right. you know, it's, oh, who, yeah. who would have thought that was coming, but right. Right. Um, but yeah. Okay. So now, now that we know, um, what our, you know, line is like what our lineup is and our rankings, um, what do you think was, you know, the, the most important to the Pokemon genre overall for, I mean, let's, I, we're both from the USA, so let's talk about the United States, right? So, like, it's yeah. it's hard for us to speculate on what was the most important in Japan um, and other countries and stuff like that. But in the United States, um, what do you think the most important thing for Pokemon was of the big three, right? Um, yeah. TCG, video games, anime slash movies. Like, how do you rank them nationally? Mm. Yeah, so... We kind of were talking about this before we hit the record button, and now that I'm thinking about it, I think I actually want to kind of change my order. Um, really? So I will say, interesting. I will say, I think the most influential actually probably was the anime, um, because it was typically one of the things on in the morning before a lot of us went to school. Um, you know, we we watched that, and I think that's what really drew us in. That's what really got us interested. That's what really wanted us to, you know, really got us to want to catch them all kind of deal. Um, <laughs> that Pokey Rap, what man. Got us interested. That Pokey Rap exactly, got us. Exactly, you know. <laughs> the Pokey Rap sucked me in. Um, you know, bumping my mic over here. How but, dare you? You know, I think really when when you ask the question, what is the most important? I think that is because okay. I think without that, 
I don't think the games do as well. And without the games doing as well as well, I don't think the TCG does as well either. Um, so I think it it really goes in, in importance. It goes anime, video games, and then TCG. Um, okay. But yeah, I, like I said, I think if you don't have that anime in the beginning to really draw kids in, get them yeah. excited about Ash and Pikachu and all you know all the starters and everything like that. I don't think you have everything else that follows. You know, it's funny that you do say that because, you know, like, you've almost convinced me to change my mind. Um, Because, like, the more I think about it, the more I completely get what you're saying. Like, like full on and full on. Um, And what really made me think about that is, I was watching a video, I don't remember who it was by, so I, I apologize. But they made a video explaining why Charizard was like the most popular Pokemon. And yeah. I never thought about it before, but his answer was the anime. Because Charizard yeah. was that like super powerful Pokemon that was too cool to even listen to Ash, you know? Like yep. he was just he was just so cool. He was just hip and he was ferocious looking and every time he did listen and did battle he won. Oh, felt you know? so good. Yeah. It, that was such a great feeling to see that It happen. was crazy, you know? And, like, I never yeah. really considered that because I always wondered. I always, like, why, like, why do people care about Charizard so much? Like, Blastoise is awesome. Venusaur yeah. isn't quite as awesome, I'm not going to lie. Um, especially once you realize it's just a toad. You know, you look at Venusaur <laughs> and you're kind of like, oh, look at this big, like, almost like Triceratops looking, like, awesome. And then yeah. you take his leaf off and you're like, it's a freaking frog. Yeah, it's like, just a frog. It's a frog. Yeah, uh, <laughs> big old frog. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, <laughs> but I never, ever, ever thought of that. And the, what you just said right there, like, kind of made reminded me of that. Because in, in my original yeah. thought, I definitely thought video games was number one, right? I thought, okay, video games, super popular. But the difference here is the anime was basically free to watch. If your mom yeah. didn't buy you a Game Boy... Or buy you Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, Pokemon Yellow. You didn't get that experience. And, you know, not only are there families out there that couldn't afford to buy the video games, but there's families out there who refused. Or, you know, there was all this, like, drama. And, you know, back in the day, I remember there was, like, this Pokemon, like, religious thing going on. And that was a problem. And, like, all of this stuff. So, like, you had to invest a couple hundred dollars to get yeah. to be able to play Pokemon Red and Blue to where you can just switch your TV on probably multiple times a day and watch the yeah. Pokemon anime, you know, which exactly that I literally just thought about that while we were recording this. And yeah, that's a good point. to make it even worse. You almost have to invest even more money to get to the TCG, you know, because oh, yeah. a starter deck was 20 bucks. Right. So like, cool. That were 15 bucks, you know, fine, whatever. That was cool. Packs are $4 a piece, just like they are nowadays. So to have yeah. a decent collection, you're looking at, once again, hundreds and hundreds of dollars that you just hoped that your parents were willing to drop on you to buy these Pokemon right. cards, you know, to where, again, yeah. just turn it on the TV and there's your anime. Like, I never really thought about that. That's a, that's a very, very good point. So you're, you're, you're kind of bringing me over to your side here, man. I, I wasn't... <laughs> It's funny. I'm over to the dark Because we both had different points of view before we hit record. And then we hit record and we're oh, yeah. talking us through and we're like, well, this, this just makes more sense this way now, you know? So Yeah. Um, so why do you think video games are number two? Like, what do you what do you think there? Yeah, so I think, you know, I, I put that in the number two spot because I feel like 
you know, pending you are able to, you know, you're able to get the game and the Game Boy and all that to play it. I think that is just like that's the next level that really sucks you in. Um, You know, I, I know. When I, when I was playing the games, like like I had mentioned earlier, it was like hours and hours. Like, I would run the battle oh, yes. out on the oh, game. Oh, yes. Uh, Immersive. So many times. Oh, my gosh. Got to save. Got to save before that battery runs out. Uh, you just see the, the little light, like, getting littler and dying. And dying, <laughs> and dying. Uh, but anyways. Uh, yeah, it I blinks say, a little bit, and you're like, God dang it. <laughs> no, don't save. I'm in the middle of a battle. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, would say, I would say the video games um, – so our, our second because they just help suck. Yeah, see that's that's uh, like where I, I was so going to get to. That's where I was going to get. It's the immersiveness, you know. Like I yeah, think watching yeah. the anime makes you kind of like a like a small Pokemon fan, but playing the games makes you like a like a yeah. deeper Pokemon fan because now all of a sudden, yeah. um, that's where you build the connections with your Pokemon and the connections with who your yep. favorite Pokemon are. Um, I mean, anybody can watch the anime and be like, I love Pikachu. I love Charizard. But only people who play the video games can go, I have a real attachment with Butterfree. You know, yeah. this Beedrill yeah. was my favorite Pokemon ever because I carried me all the way through the first five or six gyms of the of the <laughs> you know very first game I played, you know. Right, um, right. You don't get that from the anime because there's so, there's so many Pokemon that don't get much love in the anime yeah. that you really don't even know True. about, you know, which is the same reason why, you know, Charizard cards and Pikachu cards and EV cards usually tend to carry a little bit more value than, you know, the the wiggly tufts of the world and stuff like that, simply because more right. people know who they are because of the anime and because of the movies and all that stuff. So um, definitely I would say an- an- anime for the casual basis, you know. I say for hardcore Pokemon fans, the video games and TCG are really like number one in 1A. But yeah. in terms of would, casual Pokemon, you know, viewers and casual fans, I say the anime is the most important for sure. That's how they got their mass appeal, um, right. in my opinion, which makes total sense. But something that I'm really starting to notice here as we talk through it is you kind of need all three. Like, the reason why Pokemon is the biggest multimedia franchise is the word multi in the multimedia right there. They have succeeded and basically being, you know, it's arguable, but the number one trading card game. um, I mean, magic people argue to the death with you about that. Um, (laughs) But in terms, again, in terms of like casual, I think more casual people enjoy Pokemon TCG than they do magic. Um, Yeah. You know, nerd nerd culture is way deeper into magic. You know, Dungeons and Dragons culture is deeper into magic, but... In terms of casual fan bases, I think Pokemon TCG could easily be, you know, the the number one TCG in the world. Um, arguably, you know, the number one anime, again, for casual viewers, you know, um, there's a lot of fantastic animes out there. But if you pull a yeah. hundred people and ask them, hey, have you seen an episode of Pokemon? Most of them will say yes. And if you say, yeah. you know, pull people and say, hey, have you seen an episode of Demon Slayer? Most of them probably won't say yes, you know, <laughs> even though it's one of the more right. popular animes out there right now. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. or if you see, hey, have you seen an episode of Sword Art Online? They're going to be like, what? Oh, have you seen an episode <laughs> of Pokemon? Oh, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, I know that. So, like, you know, again, getting back to the, the masses, you know, um, it yeah. really has, like, checked marked those boxes. And in terms of video games, you said something earlier 
and I want you to tell a little bit about it here in a, in a second. And that's you're yeah. watching the video, and somebody said that Pokemon Red and Blue were arguably like the most influential games, like maybe to be released, at least to be released in the last 25 years, um, to yeah. really bring a generation of kids into this new era of you know like RPG style gaming. Because before then, I know before I played Pokemon. It was all, you know, Donkey Kong, Sonic, Crash Bandicoot. It yeah. was all of these kind of games where there wasn't like this RPG style adventure and, and collecting exactly. and, you know, like building this game finishing thing and got to catch them all. And like it really changed yeah. the way that gaming was played for like my generation. A generation was the very first generation to grow up with video games. Um, so, yeah. you know, arguably you got the most powerful TCG, the most commonly watched anime, and now the most influential video game in 25 years. When you put all that in one bucket, you get Pokemon. So, like, like, yeah. what, tell me a little bit more about, like, that, that guy who was telling, who had made a video about Pokemon being influential. Yeah, so it wasn't, um, it, like, wasn't one of those videos where he, like, really went in and described it, right? It was He's just kind of one them. of those videos that, yeah, exactly. It just was, like, kind of, like, this sounds like a super boring video, um, but it's like. Kind <laughs> but of I watched like the whole thing. That go and it, and it and it tells you like the unit. I did because that's how I knew that. ASX, was on ASX sits around and watch bar graph videos. Hey, I got to do the analytics here for the uh, the podcast. We got to have our facts right. Um, so yeah, you know, it's just one of those. And as, as soon as 1996 hit, I think it was like 1990 through 2022. Um, and as soon as 1996, I think, is when the games came out, or maybe 98 when the games came out. As yeah. soon as that year hit, you just saw Pokemon Red and Blue <laughs> just go straight I've up seen those the videos. Boom, 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 like the, the sales the videos. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It was a lot like that. And, um, yeah, it was. It just, like, measured it out and, like, how many units sold. And Red and Blue Pokemon um, was just so far, so far past the competition. Insane. It wasn't even a competition at that yeah. point. Um, so yeah, it was just, and I mean, that was from its, you know, inception all the way till now in 2022, nothing's wow. Um, see, I did not know that. So that was, no, that was mind blowing to me as well. I was just like, wow, I, I can't believe it. Like that game, you know, it's not being produced anymore. So it's not selling any more units now, but it, the game was that good back yeah. then that it was able to perform that way. And I, you know, you're kind of saying there it was, you know, it was a lot the, the game was way different than what we had. And I think what also made it feel a little bit different was like the game felt so huge yeah, for coming in a small little, yeah. you know, carton, yeah. uh, whatever cartridge. Um, it just felt so expansive. Like you could go so many different places. There's so many, you know, different Pokemon you could catch so many different battles you could get in and everything true. that it just felt like way more of a complete game, I guess than you know maybe what we were used to and it was it was just so different so you know i think that really helped it out as well um the rpg uh kind of side of it was definitely cool um but yeah it was it was really interesting to see that it's still right up the on game, top. the games Pokemon Red the games Blue. do a fantastic job of having a very linear yeah. experience without making it feel linear like they they have this really strange yeah. way of Having you go on this path, you cannot veer from this path, but you still don't feel like you're pigeonholed 
into going only right. one direction because I can always choose to go out and battle more Pokemon. I can always choose to go out and catch more Pokemon yeah. if I want to, you know, try to hunt that rare spawn in the cave or whatever, um, yeah. which makes it a very unique and different experience for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy. But like, yeah, and you can replay those games, like you just said. You know, you can replay those. And it's, it's different, different because you can have a different team. Because well. you have a different team. Exactly. Like you, you can literally replay Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow, or even Sword and Shield nowadays. And you can do a completely new playthrough, and it will be one hundred percent different because you can change your team. You can go, hey, I chose Score Bunny. I'm gonna go with Grookey this time. I had, you know, I had, uh, you know, the bird. I can't, Jesus, can't remember his name anymore. You know, the Corviknight. Um, I had, uh, oh. I had him on my team the first time. This time, I'm going to catch Yamper in the first slot. You know, you know, I'm going to go Orbeetle and Blipbug. You know, and it's yeah. just completely different. I'm going to go Nuzlocke style. I'm going to go full, uh, yeah. you know, only ghost types. You know, like there's all these different things that you yeah. can do that you can't do in different games. Like even these big immersive, expansive games like Zelda that are RPGs, yeah. you're still pigeonholed into basically playing the exact same game a second time or a third time in a row to where like Pokemon is one of those few games to where it can be completely different every single time, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And there's not many other games like that other than like MMOs where you can just like change your class, you know, like, Oh, I was a warrior this time. I'm going to be a mage this <laughs> time, you know, um, right, right. that sort of thing and change your specs. But Pokemon really, you know, made a way to make the game feel fresh and different every single time um, and made yeah. it just feel accomplished. You know, you got your championships and, you know, catching that rare Pokemon felt good or a shiny Pokemon felt good for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, but let's talk about like Pokemon Go here for a second. So let's be honest, the Pokemon genre was all but deceased in like 2014, 2015. Like they were still... People were still watching the anime. They were still selling plushies, you know. Um, the trading yeah. card game was about as unpopular and dead as it will ever be in, in history. I don't know if it will ever get to those dull drums again. Um, and then Pokemon Go came out in 2016 and basically dropped a, a, a second phenomenon. I mean, worldwide. Name me. Yeah. Name me a genre that has had two different phenomenons right they had the 1999 phenomenon yeah. with the new games the new anime and the new tcg where they throw all that you at one time basically within a 24 month period we got all three of those which became pace setters and 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 showrunners and then 2016 comes along and pokemon go really creates a secondary life you know like a like a another yeah. breath of fresh air into the Pokemon genre, which a lot of people thought was dead, was dead and gone, you know? Yeah. And we're talking about a game that wasn't even made by Nintendo, you know, is made by Niantic, right. a, a really a third party, you know, in the, this augmented reality. There's really yeah. been no other games that have adopted this augmented reality to the same type of su success that Pokemon Go right. has to the point to where arguably Pokemon Go is still to this day, could be the most important part of Pokemon. I mean, it's definitely more important in the anime at this point. It's definitely more important than yeah. uh, the movies that are coming out at this point. Probably more important than Sword and Shield. You know, I would probably... There's probably an argument to be made that Pokemon Go is still played by more people today, right now, yeah. than Legends Arceus. Uh, honestly. Honestly. I don't think so. 
I would think so, yeah, because it's in the palm of your hand. You know, everybody, most everybody has that. You know, has a smartphone. Um, yeah. And if you have that, you got Pokemon Go. For Isn't free. it crazy? It, it, it's a. It was a game changer in 2016, and six years later, it still is a game changer. You know. That being said, I'm still not looking forward to the Pokemon Go TCG set. I think it's going to be trash. I'm not looking forward to it at all. Yeah. I have. Nah. I need to see some. I, I gotta see, dude. Like... They gotta do something. I swear to God, if we're gonna get a bunch of images from like Pokemon Go on cards, I'm just gonna quit my life. Um. But I, I hope that's not it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a bum that my boy Mewtwo yeah. is being hampered, you know, into in being the mascot here for the Pokemon Go set. Um, but, you know, well, yeah. jury's, jury's still out. We know. Is jury still out? We're not sure yet. We're not sure yet. Um, it could be amazing. It could be the best set of 2022. We but how much do you think Pokemon Go influenced the Pokemon genre and its rebirth? Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it was huge. Uh, like you said, that was... At, it really came out in one of the lowest points of the Pokemon TCG, of Pokemon period in yeah. general. Um, you know, it, it got Pokemon back into everybody's hands, kind of like it did when it first started with the anime and the games. You know, just mass distribution of this brand new shiny product that you know is is really cool. It's a different way, kind of gives us a nostalgic feel. We're still out there. We're walking around. We're catching Pokemon, but now we're in our world doing it. Uh, and I think it that cool. aspect. You know, really was kind of the game changer for it. You know, it it made it feel more real. You could go to you know live, you know, real life events, yeah. um, you know, raids and things like that. And I think it it, it was communitive for a community it, together. It, yeah, yeah, it, it was the perfect thing for the situation uh, at hand at that time. It was something that really brought everybody back together. And I think without that, I don't think we would have necessarily seen as big of a hype around like um you know 25th anniversary oh, yeah. celebrations and all that even the 20th anniversary probably yeah. as well yeah i, I um, agree yeah i think it was absolutely a uh, um, um, huge influence on the pokemon tcg pokemon as a whole. I, I agree 100 percent like a thousand percent man like yeah. again i kind of mentioned it earlier but like the fact that the you know the diversity that happened just by Pokemon yeah. Go and like we we would go down to the park, the downtown park, which where all the Pokestops were. You know, you got you got to go, you got to be able oh, to yeah. replenish your Pokeballs and stuff like that in order to play effectively. Oh, yeah. Um, and just I'm talking in peak, you know, like mid 2017 and like peak Pokemon Go time. There was yeah. easily every single night, every night, and even worse on the weekend nights, yeah. Friday Saturday nights were like popping. Hundred people, two hundred people downtown. Wow, that's big. Walking the streets, spinning pokey stops, taking down raids together. Glued to their glued phone. to their, everybody <laughs> looking down. Like it was so easy to spot who was playing Pokemon Go. It yeah. was so easy to spot. People were bringing their dogs and their animals, and people were dude. People were setting up like like their own pokey stops on the side of the road where you could stop and buy bottles of water, and you could stop and buy cans of soda yeah. for like fifty cents. And I'm like, this is this guy's That's a genius, awesome. you know? Guys, guys would bring their <laughs> right. grills out and make hot dogs, and, and it was just insane yeah. to me, like how much it, awesome. it was going into, and you know, everything from uh, you know 18 year olds to 74 year olds, you know, didn't matter the ethnicity, didn't matter the gender, didn't matter any yeah. of that stuff. Everybody was out there playing, and it was so awesome to see, and it was absolutely crazy. It was a time that 
I don't even know if if we'll see it again, like recent, you know, in, in the near future for something like a video game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it was almost transcending. Yeah. It, you know? Yeah, yeah. For a video game, a Pokemon video game, to do like something like that, I mean, they'd have to do something totally out of the ordinary. Again, you know, like Pokemon Go any wasn't game. anything like any of the games that we had played before. Not even Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon yeah. games, or really any game. like any other game, dude. It it you was know, so I culturally. Think it broke it transcended culture it broke the boundaries of culture yeah. everybody was doing it because it was just fun you know like i i remember yeah. tracking down a nido king spawn with like 40 people <laughs> speed walking down the sidewalk with our, you know gotta go, gotta go. we had we were missing everything <laughs> except for those little pointy helmets and and the the tight outfits we were <sighs> It's over here, guys. It's over here, guys. And then you got the guy down there shouting. He's like, oh, it's going right here. It's on the Nino King's over here. You know, and it's like, oh, that's going right on. You know, like, dude, it was insane. It was insane. It was intense. And, like, those are memories that were created in 2016. You know, it was not that long ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I do think the game has kind of run its course. I don't play it much anymore. Um, I think the game has ruined shiny Pokemon. I really do. Um yeah. But we're not here to talk about Pokemon Go. We're just talking about generalities of of the topics and stuff like that, but it definitely did its part in bringing me back to the Pokemon genre as a whole and oh, yeah. the, you know the TCG grabbed me again me and too. now I'm just all, you know, knuckles deep into the TCG. All Weird in. statement <laughs> to make on a on a Pokemon podcast. I'm not going <laughs> to We're not going to harp on that any longer, but um yeah, well, yeah. Uh, dump button. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So let's let's talk about like content creation here for a second. And the one thing, yeah. like when you when you're a content creator, they talk about niching down all the time. You know, niche down, niche down, like you know, niche down into anime, niche down into Pokemon, right? But like in order to really yeah. like make your mark, you have to niche down even farther. Like you can't just do Pokemon. You know, you can make Pokemon right. TCG videos, Pokemon anime videos, Pokemon. Uh, video game videos, but you can't really cover all three because the weird thing is, and and I want people in the comment section to talk about this if you're here on YouTube, is they really only stick to like one type of videos. And I've I've tried to make video game videos and they have not performed well. And it really hurt my channel analytics for a while. Um, and I was kind of bummed about it because I wanted to... When I originally envisioned the channel, I envisioned I'm gonna I'm gonna open up Pokemon cards. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna post two or three videos a week. One video is gonna be opening Pokemon cards. One video is gonna be Pokemon video game related, and you know the second video is just gonna be you know probably opening more cards or something like that. You know, yeah. or maybe do like a tier list and and but like you can't really do all three because people who watch the TCG may not watch. The video games and people who watch the video game videos may not yeah. watch me ranking, you know, top 10 favorite shiny Pokemon tier lists and stuff like that. Like, it's really odd. So I want to know in the comment section what you guys prefer to watch. And you guys are primarily here yeah. for Pokemon TCG content and TCG information um, here on TCG Funhouse. But, like, do you watch video game stuff as well? Do you watch... Um, you know, like fact videos from like uh, Bird Keeper Toby and like those types of creators and stuff like that. Who there's a lot of phenomenal creators. True Green is good. Bird Keeper Toby is fantastic for those types of videos. 
And then, of course, you got the big dogs for the video games like A Drive and Austin John. Yeah. And then you got the TCG where you got Leonhard and Real Breaking Nate. So it's like, even when they try to break off into other genres, it doesn't always go well for them. Like, Leonhardt has tried breaking off into the video game side of things, and it's not nearly as successful for him yeah. as the TCG stuff because he's kind of known as the TCG unboxer guy, you know? And A-Drive yeah. d- dumped his hand into doing Pokemon TCG stuff, and, it you know, it did fine for him. Obviously, it did more than, like, what you and I get because he's a massive creator, Sure. But it didn't do as well for him as his video game videos do, his bread and butter. Like, why do you think that is? Why do you think the niches are divided so drastically? Yeah, you know, I think it, you know, it kind of comes down to, for me, I think, is, you know, you kind of, you, you in, in Pokemon, and I'm sure in a lot of different niches um, across the internet, you, you really do have to, you know, kind of pick an aspect of it and just try to be the best at that part of it that you can. Um, because I agree when I've seen it on other people's channels, I I've not really done anything but Pokemon TCG opening content on my channel. Um, but when I do see people, other people do it on their channels, like you're right. It typically that video or those types of videos don't do as well for them. And I think it's, like I said, it's, it's because you know, they kind of become known for a specific yeah, thing. the niche. And when your your subscribers are coming back expecting that specific type of thing and it's not that, um, you know, it, it kind of hurts them in a way. Not necessarily in like a, you know, like a negative towards it's like an algorithm way, way. But it's just, you know, not Yeah, it's the algorithm. Exactly. It's because yeah, yeah, the people who watch the unboxings on. don't watch the video games. But, like, that's kind of like my question yeah. is, like, if, if somebody likes Pokemon, right, and... and is there really mm-hmm. that big of a divide between Pokemon TCG people and Pokemon video game people? Like, is there a big difference for you? I mean, I'm grilling them. To me, it's kind of all the same, right? It's it's all under Pokemon. Me too. That's um, how I feel. But I guess, it, yeah, it, right. But I think, like, I mean, I don't know. I guess when <laughs> it comes down questions. to it, it's it's really what you prefer more, and I guess I I prefer more of the TCG content, so that's what I'm yeah. going to click on. Um, and I think, you know, as a content creator, once you kind of figure that out, you know, really looking at your numbers and everything and f- figure out what your subscribers are like and figuring out what's, you know, really getting you more um, uh, views and things like that, then that's kind of what you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. With. Absolutely. And, that, and that's like, that's kind of the tough part, though, because, like, I want to be yeah. an all-encompassing content creator. I, I, I want to yeah. live stream shiny hunting. I, you know, I kind of, it's tedious as hell. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I did it for a couple of months <laughs> yeah. and you know, after, after live streaming for three months and only having like three shiny Pokemon, I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> and, uh, dude, it would take yeah. up to like 14, 15 hours of stream time to find one Pokemon. And that's with using the best odds Man. as possible. I can't imagine these people who do like these full odd shiny hunts, like it's unreal to me. Unreal, yeah. man. Crazy. That's a lot of time. For real. A lot of time spent. <laughs> so, um, I'm, I'm just, I really don't understand. Like I, I did not realize that there was such a divide in the niches because I'm like you in my mind, a Pokemon video yeah. is a Pokemon video, whether it's TCG whether it's uh, anime-related, whether it's video game-related, like, I would expect, you know, a creator to post all of them. You know, like, I would expect 
yeah. Austin John to cover the anime, the video games, and the TCG. And I'm sure he's tried to, and he kind of just, like you said, realizes this is not what's best for my algorithm. What is best for my algorithm? Yeah. People are coming to me for Nintendo content. People are coming to me for uh, Pokemon video game content. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, and same thing with Leonhardt. People are clicking on my unboxings. Yeah. They are not clicking on me playing a video game or whatever. Um, and it is just so it's so strange because I never realized that there was such a large divide in the community until I became a content creator yeah. and noticed that, you know, because it's like it's statistically it's analytics. You know, it's it's not people's opinions, which I still want those down in the comments, but it's not their opinions or what <laughs> we think. It's literally analytics that say, no, people who watch trading card stuff don't watch video game stuff. You know, top 10 yeah. TCG cards from Sun and Moon might get the click, but top 10 shiny Pokemon from Sun and Moon era, that's not going to get the same click from the same viewer. And it's so strange to think, man. Right. It's so strange to think for real, for sure. Like, yeah, I mean, my, I mean, the, the community is huge too, right? Yeah, and then the, the bigger and bigger you get your community, I mean, the more opinions you're going to have, right? So I, that that definitely plays a big factor in it as do well. Do you I think, think that the uh, if they start to do significantly more live action show series and movies, do you think that's going to create another niche, or do you think that's going to fall into the anime niche? I think that could create another niche. I know. I mean, that's those types of movies and shows right now are are super popular. Yeah. Um. You know, just thinking about all like the live action shows that like MCU. Disney's got going right now, and all of that, all of that is—I mean, that's that's the type of the, like movies and shows I yeah. love to watch. Um, you know, so I think I do think that would could be a game changer for them. Could draw in a new crowd of people. Um, you know, could bring back some people that were kind of got back into it and were out and back into it and out. Um, I, I think that would be something awesome and I would be super excited for it. I really hope they, you know, really dive into that. I know they are starting to, and there's some things on the horizon mm -hmm. here for it's it. Coming. I'm really, really it's excited coming. about, um, yeah, I'm super excited for it and I hope that, uh, it, it turns out good. <laughs> um, and I think if it turns out good, it's a good show. It's a good movie. Um, then yeah, I, I definitely think that's going to be big for them and something like, like you said, a whole new, um, can't think of the word you use, but a whole new realm. Yeah, that they like can a new kind niche. Of break into. Yeah, yeah, new niche. And yeah. like it's 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 true because hopefully um, they can make it a little more like adult. And I, I think Detective Pikachu did a very good thing about making it kid friendly, but yeah. still making it enjoyable for adults. Like that's yeah. my expectation. Um, we yeah. talked in the last week. Me too. Well, we didn't do last, but two weeks ago we talked, and I was talking about like you know adult style. And, you know, I I, yeah. I don't expect them to do that whatsoever because Pokemon is, it still is a, a children's, um, you know, it, I, I don't want to keep saying niche, but geez, it's, it's a, it's a children's genre, you know, um, it's focused yeah. towards yeah. children for TV shows, anime and all that kind of stuff. Video games, you know, they're, they're playable by kids. It's, you know, a, a Brady, my, yeah. at the time was 11 beat sword and shield, you know, like it's, that's what it's for. Um, Right, right. But they do a pretty decent job at, you know, making it adult-friendly as well to where they can enjoy it. And I think it's it's pretty yeah. well commonly known that Detective Pikachu is the best video game adaptation into a movie. 
you know, like into a live action yeah. movie. Hundred percent, it's not even close. Warcraft movie was terrible. Um, what, what was that? Assassin's Creed movie was terrible. Prince of Persia was terrible. Yeah. Like it, it's it's just oh, not gosh, really yeah. working. Um, turning uh, video games into movies, but I think Detective Pikachu did a fantastic job at it. And I'm really looking forward to a full live action series and a te- Detective Pikachu 2. Um, and I really do think, like you said, it could bring a whole new level of collectors uh, slash fans into the Pokemon genre, which I would I would really, yeah. really enjoy, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, really, really, really looking forward to that for sure. But so, yeah, it's kind of kind of a different kind of episode today, you know, like. Uh, we normally Definitely. focus on the TCG and stuff like that, guys. So uh, if you're new to the channel here, drop a sub. Uh, hit the like. We post a new episode of the Gym Leaders Podcast every single Wednesday, uh, 2 p.m. here on YouTube. And then all of the audio platforms where you would get your podcasts like uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Google Podcast, all that sort of thing, Spotify. Um, so if you're listening to audio platforms, please, guys, give us a five-star review. Hit the follow button. It really, really helps out. Um, here at TCG Funhouse, we're doing live streams every single Friday, shameless plug. Um, and they have been so much fun, guys. Uh, we're adding absolute fire. It's being every week, bro. It's crazy. Every week there's massive hits from the Umbreon alternate art to the Rayquaza uh, alternate art. Um, I opened, I opened like 10 packs of cosmic eclipse for a customer who got massive hits out of like seven of them. Full art, alternate arts, yeah. absolutely insane. Charizard's being pulled. It's crazy, guys. TCGFunhouse.com. If you want to buy into the break, you can go ahead and do it over there. I have over 15 different options between English and Japanese sets that you can buy into. Um, and it is so much fun. We do a giveaway every single week as well. There's a new item given away during the live stream. Um, and then we also focus on Pokemon investing here. On TCG Funhouse, ASX, why don't you tell them what you got going on over on your channel? Yeah, so I do a lot of Pokemon openings, as I mentioned before, and I actually just did my very first live uh, for my birthday celebration a couple weekends ago, which was an absolute blast. Uh, And I just want to thank everybody uh, real quick here that came out here from the Gym uh, Leaders podcast. Thank you guys all very much uh, for coming and doing that. But yeah, I do some Pokemon openings. Try to pull fire try, every single time try. for you guys, uh, but uh, try is the uh, underlying lottery, star really. asterisk word there. Uh, <laughs> really, it really is. Uh, but yeah, lots of awesome, real chill Pokemon openings. Although you've there. had the hot hand for Charizards, I will say that, especially during the uh, Celebrations Ooh. era and uh, and all that kind of stuff. You've been crushing it. So Such a great set to open. I got seven of them. Not to yes, brag. Not to brag. Two brag. Seven. Such a liar. You're totally <laughs> bragging right now, bro. But yeah, guys, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We normally go an hour, but uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna cut it here because uh, on Friday, uh, really cool stuff. We're actually doing our first episode of basically like gym leaders Q and A. Uh, we have tons of questions from you guys here in the community. Um, we got them either from Instagram DMs, my Patreon, uh, in the comment section of the YouTube videos. Um, and we have tons and tons of questions. We're going to get to them little by little here. So this Friday, we have our very first Q&A coming up. So make sure you guys hit that notification bell so you don't miss out because it is going to be amazing. You excited for the Q&A, man? Yeah, yeah. You guys have already like submitted so many great questions that we've answered here on the podcast. So I'm excited 
to make it a whole separate yeah, it's segment. Gonna be dope. Gonna be dope for sure. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We'll see you guys on Friday. <laughs>